Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the retail investor, Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? Retail investor, huh? Yeah, retail investor. So I'm re- investing in retail? Uh, <laughs> no, Matthew. A retail investor is is a small-time investor. You know, oh. a, a little guy. You like know, Buster Posey. Somebody- <laughs> uh well <laughs> sure sure yeah in, in relation to how much he's invested in the san francisco giants as opposed to say charles johnson um yeah yeah you know a retail investor is just like a mom and pop person who's trying to you know being all cute by putting their life savings in the stock market you know they're not a they're not a big time investor like a new york yankee fan oh, oh i see where you're going with this Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. So yeah, because you're a Giants fan, I, I Matthew. Just, so I just don't care as much. Yeah, yeah. You're not heavily invested. No, you know. You, I mean, you're invested, but just but not, a little bit. Yeah, not like not like a Yankees. I fan. mean, compared to a Yankees fan, you know, you're just a piddling Giants fan. Yeah. Who, so says who paid so says Carlos Rodon. Last year, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who salvage? Who let you salvage your career? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I bet they'll be booing you when your arm goes tired later this year uh yeah so uh yeah so anyway just a little just a little carlos rodon shout out uh for saying that the while the giants were invested they were not as invested as yankees fans mm-hmm. yeah although you know what i i think i am being a little hard on him because i don't think he meant to disparage giants fans when he made this quote and, and folks if you don't know what we're talking about just go just go google carlos rodon giants fans invested and you will see the angering thing that he said here's what i think he was trying to say without actually saying it yankees fans scare me because they boo everybody including their own players including future hall of famers and uh, and he decided to say that that meant that they were um, invested. Invested. I think what he meant was knuck and futz. <laughs> I was just gonna say they're just holes. I got to beat that out now. Yeah, if, I'm sorry if if you didn't if you don't know what I said because Matthew beeped it out. I said holes. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I make you do it twice, Matthew? Thanks. What thanks. I what I meant was they're a holes. And uh, it's not that they it's not that they care more. It's that they just care less about you, Carlos. Yeah. Uh, you are a commodity to them. You are a small time investment. Yeah. Well, they don't invest anything in it. So, you know. Whereas Giants fans uh, treat the players like they're our family, that we, we love them. We want them to do well. I, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, you talk about booing, though. It's fine. I, actually, mm-hmm. if you. It's ironically the last time I remember Giants fan booing, we were actually at the game and it had one of the best endings of any game we've ever been to when Mike Yastrzemski hit a grand the slam, walk off grand, yes. grand slam home run. But prior to that, the Giants were playing some pitiful baseball and you actually heard Giants fans booing. Yeah. And you don't yeah. hear, you know, Carlos is right. We don't normally stoop to that, but even Giants fans have their limits. And, yeah, we all and, have our limits. Yeah. And yeah. and you know I mean you 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 boo you boo Kapler like when he's you know getting out of bed. Yeah, yeah, I do. As soon as he rums that beard comb through his beard, I'm like, uh, shouldn't you be working? <laughs> um, and uh, no, I mean definitely I'll boo their defense, you know, and I'll boo Farhan Zaidi's idea of what is a good baseball team, which is a team that's bad at defense. Uh, so boo, there you go, Carlos. Am I am I invested enough now, buddy? <laughs> am I invested? Yeah. You bag of marbles. Uh, hey, by the way, though, I do want to mention this. Hey, Bob, beautiful new intro there. Um, uh, I really like the you and Matthew there working together. Matthew on the drums. That's right. Got my mm-hmm. drum set out. Get a little hard writing rhythm there for Bob. 
Yeah. Definitely. Hey, Bob, I have a question for you. Are you are you sticking with us this year, or are you you just mailing it in? Are you just mailing it in? Poor Bob. Uh, <laughs> I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway. Hey, Matthew, I got a question for you. Okay. Um, if you had to choose, would you rather fight one hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? We'll wait. See, there's no obvious answer to this one. Because I feel like, obviously, a duck-sized horse, because I have the size advantage, I feel like I could, that would be good. But a hundred of them? Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know if a hundred duck-sized horses. I've seen... I've seen dozens of ducks come at me when I have bread in my hand, and that's terrifying in itself. And I, I can't even imagine what duck-sized horses would do. I, yeah. I don't know who who came up with these questions originally, but, like, a duck is not as small as I think the person who made these questions thinks it is. Maybe they meant ducklings. <laughs> I don't, right? I don't, I, I don't know. Because are, ducks are like the size of a cat. Yes, they're, they're a good size. And uh, horses are way faster than cats, right? Yeah. And they do that kicking thing. Also, then, can you imagine if you started to defend yourself against a hundred little horses? I, I would tire out like, after a while. Yeah, like I just don't think you can get to a hundred. Like it'd be sad. It'd be sad. So, so, but then one horse-sized duck, like, like, uh, I mean, that's huge, and that's that would terrifying. be terrifying in itself. Like I, mm-hmm. I, so you were like, yeah, you, you. So you said you feed them bread. You see how they go after those little crusts? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! I imagine you're the crust. Oh man, I. I think the answer is clear here. It is? <laughs> yeah. The, the answer is run. Yes. We'll see. In that case, then 100 duck-sized horses, because I think, well, gosh, cause I can't outrun a cat. I mean, I'm pretty fast and I can outrun things, mm-hmm. but. I think you climb a tree or something. You definitely don't want to go on water against that horse-sized duck, though. You will die. Serious? <laughs> <laughs> but can't ducks fly? So, like, then uh... you're like... That's yeah, terrifying. so I would say I, I guess the answer is the little, the little, the little horses. That's right. I just it's just, the little horses, and then and then and then 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 just just pray. Yes, yes. Maybe fight them off while I'm retreating would be mm-hmm. the answer. I think you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, all right. I'm, I, I, all right. I'm anyway. going with hundred duck-sized horses. Bring it on. Bring all right. It on, horses. There you go. Anyway, today is Sunday, February nineteenth, as we record this podcast. Spring training has started. The players actually showed up today. It's not just pitchers and catchers, Matthew. It's everybody. Woo! They're all here. No name number one. No name number two. You know. No name number ninety nine. <laughs> no, no, there's no number ninety nine. Uh, <laughs> actually, there is. Uh, Somebody just joined recently and took number ninety nine. <laughs> number ninety nine. Oh yes. man. Okay, well, they probably did that in jest. Uh, yeah. So, so we got Snoozy McSnooze in left field. We get uh, <laughs> Sleepy, Mc, Sleepy McSleep is our backup middle infielder. Um, boring McBoar. Oh, oh, hey, I thought about who could be the Giants, uh, you know, uh, jersey sponsor. I, I'm sure they already have one, but if they don't, I was thinking it'd be really cool if Elon Musk could uh, could could get involved and have the the Boring Company advertise the Giants. <laughs> you just you just put a little patch on them that just says Boring. What do you think? I, I, I'm down. I think so. <laughs> it would be like it would be like Bad News Bears with the Chico's bail bonds you know, on the mm-hmm. back. That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's like it's like not only are we so pathetic we're being sponsored by Elon Musk, it's his most appropriate company that's advertising. <laughs> the boring company. Um, I, I'm just as a side, uh Giants brought in a catcher named Andy Thomas this year or this spring who uh, is a non roster invitee who is wearing number ninety nine. Wow, Andy. I mean not the ninety nine we thought was gonna be here in spring training. No, no, no. Andy, this is probably the last time we're gonna say your name on the show. So good for you, buddy. Yeah. Andy's good one of those guys you. that doesn't have a photo on MLB.com. So, yeah, he's, he's, not, yeah. he's not long for the roster. Mm, no, I'm sorry. But, but hey, Andy, I appreciate the humor. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Matthew, you got a question for us. I do. It's trivia time, isn't it? It is. So, you know, you start thinking towards opening day. I know it's a little early, but uh, I started, you know, 
traditionally, we have this annual tradition since Barry Bonds retired that we have a new starting left fielder uh, every year since he's retired. 15 seasons uh, going on 16 this year. And, and it's almost guaranteed that we'll have probably what Michael Conforto will be the 16th starting left fielder on opening day over the last 16 years as Jock Peterson started last year. And there is no way in Hades that he's going to be starting in left field. Um, hopefully oh. ever. Oh, I could see it happening. <laughs> Mr. Conforto may not ever play for the giants this year because that seems likely. All right. All right. I mean, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's above 50%, but I'm saying it's a chance. He didn't, how many teams did he play for last year, Matthew? Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. All right. All anyway. right. Well, so yeah, ye of little faith, but here we go. So the question is, uh, as I mentioned, Barry Bonds started in left field every opening day of his Giants career from 1993 to 2007, except in 2005 when a knee injury sidelined him for almost the entire year. What player started in left field that year? So Yoshi Shinjo. <laughs> Rickert Finiti. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Rickert Finiti is a good one. That's what I thought so you were going to say. <laughs> Rickert Shinjo. <laughs> so we will come back to this at the end of the episode and let you know who started in 2005 opening day left field it was one of those two guys i guarantee you <laughs> don't look it up on baseball reference that's cheating <sighs> enough with the banter let's talk cocktails oh you are part of the show <laughs> <laughs> good to know good to know you see i was curious I was curious, Bob, because, you know, I don't know if you know, but but we actually have a whole new show that we do, like a smaller show that we release now once a week. It's about the cocktails, since you're so interested in cocktails. And uh, I was asking Matthew and uh, was like, hey, is Bob going to be here? And he was like, no, Bob didn't want to participate. Is that is that. So so now do you want to participate now or, or not? I'm confused, Bob. Not a chance, boys. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well. <laughs> well, well I, I, Bob, Bob and I did talk about this. I mean, the price has to be right, and we just don't have the budget for that yet. So, uh, right. so okay. I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> You're literally the only thing we spend money on, Bob. <laughs> that in the you booze. Are literally, that in the booze, yeah. <laughs> Which I'd be buying anyway. You were literally the only thing we spend money on. <laughs> <sighs> what are you drinking, no. Ben? Ah, well, thank you for asking, Bob. This week, okay, well, first, before I jump into this, I got to say, like, folks, you're probably thinking, man, you guys haven't gotten to the baseball yet, and now you're going to do the 15-minute talk about cocktails? And the answer is no, folks. No, we aren't. Because if you've been paying attention to the feed, I've already talked about the cocktail that I'm going to be drinking today in our last episode that came out on Thursday. Today I am drinking... The typical Ben rum drink. I did get the name wrong in in the show, the previous show. I apologize. I called it Ben's typical rum drink, but I, I forgot. It's called the typical Ben rum drink, which I think is a better name. Uh, so that's what I'm drinking. If you want to hear about it, um, it's a tiki-inspired drink. Um, it's got a long story behind it. Uh, I put a lot of work and effort into it. If you want to hear more about it, give a listen to our previous episode. Um, and we're doing this every Thursday. Uh, we're going to talk about the cocktail that we're going to be drinking during the baseball show. And so that's what I'm drinking today. And um, and that's what's going to be getting me, uh, that's what's going to be fueling my drunken rants today. And I and I feel like I got a few in me. Um, I mean, I've already fired off one rant and that, was, we, that wasn't even alcohol inspired. So uh, I got more. I got more. But anyway, that's what I'm drinking today, Bob. The typical Ben rum drink. And it is tasty. It is tasty. Go back and listen to Thursday's episode if you haven't to learn more all about that cocktail. What are you drinking, Matthew? Well, again, just like I just we just mentioned on the Thursday uh, Giant Cocktails Happy Hour episode, I brought a pisco a pisco punch. I almost said pisco sour, which is an entirely different drink. Uh, pisco punch, which has pisco, lime juice, and pineapple gum syrup. A very nice, easy cocktail to make. Uh, we get into the whole Pisco Chile versus uh, Peru uh, on the podcast. So go back and listen to that. You can learn all you want about the Pisco Punch. That's what I'm drinking today. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. 
Oh, sure. Now you say it, Bob. Now you say, it. where were you last week when we actually drank it and talked all about it? I got you. I got you. Bob really must like that money that we give him. <laughs> because I don't, know how, I, don't, I don't know how he puts up with us. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. <laughs> oh, he knows we love him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's, there, uh, he's there catching all our insults. And, and speaking of insults... <laughs> Do you think yeah. do you think Joey Bart was insulted when on the first day of spring training he shows up and Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler call him into their, his office and say you got to earn your roster spot this year buddy nothing's nothing's being given Do you, do you think he was uh, a little insulted <sighs> Hmm You know I don't know Joey Bart I, I feel like I have been in his position at times in my own career, you know, where 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 you feel like you're you're doing well. You know what? I'm not going to say feel like you know you know you're doing a good job, and I'm not defending Joey Bart by any chance. I'm just saying I'm 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 in the role of Joey now, right? Mm-hmm. I, what, what do you call that uh, that style of acting when you pretend you are the thing all the time? Method. Method. That's right. I'm method right now. I'm method Joey Bart. Like, you know what? I did a good job. You know, I went back. I went to the minor leagues. I proved myself. I, I played well when the team needed me after somebody, after, you know, they, they got hurt. And um, I believe in myself. And uh, I was I was a little bit hurt and insulted back then. Now I'm just like, I don't even, I don't know what you people want or need from me, what you expect. I mean, what they expect, Joey, is home runs. <laughs> And less strikeouts, frankly. And less strikeouts. Put the ball in play, dude. <laughs> so I don't think he's insulted. I um, I think he feels like he doesn't know what he can do. And he might feel like he's doomed. And I agree. <laughs> I think he is doomed. He's got yeah. an option left. And uh, we got this uh, Blake Sable kid who, if he goes to the minors, has to be given back to the Reds or the Pirates or... You know, I don't know the Soviet Union. I don't know what he's got to go back somewhere. Yes, if, not the Giants. Not the Giants, right? If they decide to take him off the twenty-six man roster, so I I think it's pretty clear that right now the top the catching jobs belong to Roberto Perez and Blake Sable and Joey Bart is option one of two options at the minor league level. Right. Well, he's toast. I mean, it's interesting because you hear you hear the the leadership say that, you know, they they don't just take into consideration what somebody's doing in the first six weeks of spring training. Right. Because that's not you know, you're you're not going against you got guys that are trying to work on their fastball or, you know, they're trying to you know work on situational pitching. And so you're going to get some pitches that you probably wouldn't get in in the regular season. So. We, on one hand, we're told, hey, we don't put a lot of stock in how people do uh, in spring because of, you know, just that. Yet here they're telling him that he's got to basically earn his way onto the roster. And they've seen enough of him to kind of know what he's about, right? And unless he comes in and doesn't strike out at all, like the whole, you know, spring training, uh, yeah, you feel like his his uh, he's already earmarked for for Sacramento. Well, first of all, this is stupid. Okay, like these spring training battles. I I have always thought, like ever since I started paying attention to baseball in in a significant way, way back when, when you I were was a wee like, lad, when I was a wee lad, fourteen years old. <laughs> you know, when I was when there was when I had hair on my head and. No well, hair below. Just <laughs> stop with the hair references. Uh, what, what, now what, it's what the I, entirely exact opposite. Uh, what, I re- <laughs> what I remember is I have, when I didn't have hair growing out of my ears. Uh, uh, when you know, I always thought this was stupid. Like six weeks or whatever it is is not long enough to prove that you can play for what, six months of baseball against the best in the world. And and I don't understand how this six weeks is somehow better than the years that you've put in at the minor leagues, right? Like people's jobs are won and lost off of basically what is a coin flip, right? 
a statistical anomaly. Think about it. Think about it this way, Matthew. Think of all of the weird players that you've ever seen who have been leading the major leagues in like batting average or home runs or 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 RBIs or or you know whatever of these statistics one month or six weeks into the season, right? How many times has that been a guy that you had never heard of up to that point, but also that you never heard about again after that? Six weeks is a statistical anomaly. It makes no sense that jobs are won and lost in six weeks. I mean, I get it. If everything else is being equal and that's the only thing that you have to go on, then it makes no sense. And I think it makes no sense here. Joey has no chance of winning this job now that I'm looking at all of the evidence. Because Blake Sable makes no sense. He doesn't. He makes no sense unless he's guaranteed to be on the team. Well, I I think he makes sense in a couple of ways. One is he's already on the 40-man roster. Sure. Uh, So there's no roster moves have to be made to to keep him. by, By he, you're saying Bart? Blake Sable. Oh, Sable. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it makes sense that Blake Sable stays for that for one for that reason. He's already on the on the 40 man, so you're not sacrificing somebody else to get a catcher on onto the roster sure. because Austin sure. Wenz and Roberto Perez are not on the 40 man. Uh, oh. So, so one of them, if you know, so if Roberto Perez, I think I think personally that Roberto Perez has the is probably the one catcher. That has a lock on making the opening day roster. Right. So uh, you're saying even if Blake Sable is not a lock, Roberto Perez is. Yes. And then okay. will be will it be and I, I think in my mind, if I'm gonna rank them in terms of likelihood of making it right now, it's gonna be Roberto Perez, Blake Sable, Joey Bart, and Austin Wins. And uh but Austin I mean, but Joey Bart, even if he gets option, is still taking up a forty man roster spot. And yeah. so there might be some, you know, so that that has to factor into it. The arithmetic has to work in terms of, you know, who they want to keep and and as far as who else would they have to give up to get someone like Roberto Perez onto the forty man. Uh, but Blake Sable, you say it doesn't make sense. Where he does make sense is that the kid absolutely raked against right-handers in the minors last year. Hit mm-hmm. 290 with a 373 on base and a 506 slugging with 16 home runs against right-handers last year. Uh, the only the way it doesn't make sense is that he only has 94 career games at catcher. Uh, so <laughs> when does yeah. what, that, I mean that makes perfect sense to me, Matthew, because Farhan Zaidi runs this organization, <laughs> and Farhan gives zero you know what's about defense, right? The pitchers don't like throwing to him. They don't care. He was the first catcher behind the plate at the first bullpen, at the first uh, batting practice um, session with, uh, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Cobb who threw the Hmm. first session. And it was Blake Sable behind the plate. Well, you could read into that and that they want to get him as much work as possible. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. Like, like, Like if I'm Blake Sable... And I have a chance to make the big league roster. I'm showing up like 5 a.m., putting on all my gear, <laughs> and I'm running out to behind the plate and saying, first, 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 I was here first, I get first dibs. And and so I I, I assume that's kind of what happened there. Oh, oh yeah? You're, you're thinking that Blake, Blake just was the first to raise his hand. He, he was the first one there, and then, you know, so he right. got it. Right, okay, because he was already behind the plate when the sun came up. That's right. Yeah. And uh, he won. And, yeah. And uh, Roberto Perez showed up at the appropriate time and didn't even look or think about it because he's a veteran. Um, Bart spit into the dirt. And then Austin Wins was probably like, damn, why didn't I think about getting here? Yes. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. Austin Wins was, was, was swinging the bat in these. Because, you know, because like when it's just pitchers and catchers and they do these batting, these simulated uh, plate appearances or whatever you call them, batting All practice. All right. Uh-huh. Well, they they put the the only position players that are available are catchers. So the guys who are standing at the plate are catchers, right? But this is really all about the pitchers and the catchers, right? That's why you're there. He was swinging the bat. Hmm. He was he was swinging the bat, right? He was he was there to win a job. So nice. Austin wins is there to win a job. So as it uh, should be, compete your butt off. Sure, sure. In the six weeks, right? Because you never know when you're going to catch lightning in a bottle, get a statistical <laughs> anomaly, and win yourself a job you don't deserve. Well, Austin Wins did a fine job of backing no, up did. last year. He and, did. I, and I, you know, as a backup, 
I, I had no problem with Austin Wins as our backup catcher. I, I agree. I, I think I think what we have is um let me just put it this way. Catcher's going to be lacking this year, no matter which one of these guys are on the in the starting two and which one to which two are starting in 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 Sacramento, which we know it won't be Blake Sable. Um and so I I you know I don't know. I guess the Giants are trying to trying to catch lightning in a bottle, but I think they think they're so smart and they're so clever, and that Bart is part of the old regime and Sable's exactly the kind of guy that they would go after. Like I think Blake is penned in. I think he's mm. already on the he's already on the roster. Yeah. That's what I think. Well, I I think so too. I I agree, and I'm a little intrigued. I hope the kid comes out and like. I mean, that would be a great story, right? You know, you know, rule five guy makes the team contributes to the Giants in a meaningful way. Sure. That would be a really great. I, I great hope story. so, too. I hope he wins rookie of the year. I hope he becomes the next Buster Posey. I hope that Logan Wegg wins the Cy Young Award and <laughs> that Alex Cobb is a strong number two. I hope that Conforto and Mitch Hanegar are the best corner outfielders you've ever seen. They both hit 30 home runs. Yaz has a resurgence. He hits 35. See, the crazy thing is. I hope you say all that, of those things, Matthew. You say that like that's crazy, but all of those things could be true. Yes, all of those things could be true. And I think for some of these guys, they're more likely to be true. Right. I mean, I mean, it's it, like you, I could you see Hanniger and, yeah, and Conforto could both hit 30. I think that's pushing it a little bit, but I think they could. 25. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Like, yeah. no, that's true. I do not think Blake Sable is going to win rookie of the year for crying out loud. <laughs> That is ridiculous. I think the most likely scenario is he's going to suck at throwing. He's going to suck at receiving. And uh, and the only hope that we have for Blake Sable is that they bring the uh, the, the, the robo-umps. Well, you say that, but actually I was reading that one of his strengths in the minors in his 94 games that he's caught is actually framing. Uh, that he actually was one of the better catchers in the in the Pittsburgh uh, uh, organization to frame in framing pitches. So, uh, you know, well, he's a quick study. Okay. There. All right, fine. You're you're right. All right, this is all going to turn Rookie out. Rookie of the year, Ben. Yeah, no, no. This is we're all eating we're all eating unicorn poop for dessert. That's this is absolutely <laughs> happening. This is absolutely. Uh, well, you know, well, Joey you Bart. Know, Joey Bart. He's he's going to be in the minor leagues, but you know what? He's going to uh, he's going to get hit in the head one day, get a concussion, and then he's going to wake up and realize that he wanted to be a pediatrician, and he's going to say he's going to cure childhood cancer. It's going to work out for everybody. That's right. That's right. And and uh, it'll he'll be yeah, it'll be like, you know, Blake Sable will be like it'll be he was Joey Barted. Right. Like instead of Wally Pipped, you know, there's. Uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, he's going to be he's the new Moonlight. Joey Bart's the next Moonlight Graham. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think the part that frustrates me about all of this is that, you know, Joey Bart. If he just wouldn't strike out so much, we wouldn't be having this conversation. <sighs> I mean, the man was striking out at the end of last year because everyone talks about how he he finished the year strong. No, he didn't. He, he didn't. had a strong August, but September yeah. he was striking out more than pitchers did when pitchers hit. Like, I mean, it's when you strike out once every two at bats, that's a bad thing. And you if look the at- guy could just put wood on the ball and it's not like he's even chasing pitches out of the strike zone he's missing pitches in the strike zone well and that's the cardinal sin that's the cardinal sin on this version of the giants like they don't care well what number they don't want you to swing at balls outside of the zone okay right that's cardinal sin number two but but you do everything that you can to wait for your pitch right if they throw three strikes that are not your pitch Right. You know, curveballs, balls in a different part of the zone. Gabe Kapler will be fine with you all day long. But if you miss a pitch that's in your zone, the pitch that you're supposed to swing at and you miss it, then, uh, well, then you better become a a pediatric oncologist. Yeah, because you cannot be a major league hitter, not in Gabe Kapler's world and certainly not in Farhan Zaidi's world. Right. Yeah. Well, and, that, that's why yeah. I'm a uh, nonprofit CEO is because I, I couldn't catch up to the pitches inside my zone right, or outside right. the zone or anywhere in the zone. So that's why, you know, I yeah. mean, and Joey could just be like the rest of us. Yeah, I'm not. I'm 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 a software engineer because that's the only job I'm tall enough to do. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you think Jock Peterson is tall enough to play first base? <laughs> <laughs> I think Jock Peterson is tall enough to play first base. 
Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I don't know if it's about height, but if it is about height, the answer is no. And because I have some evidence, I have some evidence for why I think this is true. And, 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 and hear me out on this. Okay. Because actually, Jock Peterson did attempt to play first base when he was with the Dodgers, and he did this for a month. Now, yeah. granted, it was during the regular season, okay? But somebody, somebody close to the organization, their quote about this was, it did not go well. I think that might have been straight from Jock. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, Matthew, who do you think it was that said that? Yeah, it was Jock. I, it was Jock. I, I, yeah, that's he, right. He, that's that's the guy. That's the guy. He was like, mm, yeah, no, that didn't go well. <laughs> and so, and so his his thinking is is like, well, so what I need to do is I need to practice during spring training when the games don't matter so much, which I totally get. That does make perfect sense. And so, you know, you think, wow, the guy's got, he's got plenty of time, right? He's got plenty of time to practice at first base this spring training. He's got a full six weeks. Yeah. Except for all those baseball games he's going to have to play for Israel. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The World Baseball Classic. The World Baseball Classic is coming and Jock Peterson is going to be playing for Israel at first base? No. D8. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, what I read is he's going to be playing in the outfield because oh, he's probably one of the better outfielders for Israel. Well, with, that's true, but and uh, and he's also in the best shape of his life. So. <laughs> Insert cliche spring yeah, training. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in the best shape of my life. Yeah, yeah. I work real well, hard he, during the He did uh, cut out the carbs and all that during that. He did lose weight. Oh, sweet. He, he went keto. How, he, I, I guess. Yeah, uh -huh. he said that uh, he cut out sugar and went low carbs oh. and. Uh, um and did lose weight. He doesn't know how much he lost, but he said that's, he definitely has lost weight. That's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I'm really excited because there's only one problem. When he is playing first base, Matthew, he is going to be doing it during the regular season against other major league baseball players, and that's the part that has me concerned. Um, but my question is, why is he doing this? Like, why? Why? What? Because what, the Giants what? don't care about defense. <laughs> It's funny how they the really Giants, don't. as far as that, he will come out and tell you to your face that they need to get better on defense, and then they next, and then exhibit A is Jock Peterson taking ground balls at first base. Exhibit like, A is Jock Peterson doing something in the field. That is like, <laughs> <laughs> folks, if that doesn't tell you how much these people don't care about defense, then nothing will. Like Jock Peterson cannot play defense at the major league level. Look, I get it. He's better than me. I mean, the man's got 15 years on me, and, uh, well, we might weigh the same, but he's a heck of a lot taller than me. So, <laughs> um, he's, and so he's certainly better than me, but he's better than you. He's better than the person sitting next to you. But he's not better than all of the other people playing Major League Baseball. He, he's one of the worst. We all saw it last year. We all saw it. We saw him running as hard as he could for those balls he didn't catch. Yeah, it yeah. landed Waddle, between waddling him. hard for those balls that he couldn't catch. <laughs> waddling. I mean, Matthew, you got to swing those legs in these wide circles, right? Yeah, I'm a like, sprint coach, man. I I know how to I know what a good running looks like. Jack Peterson was not it. Not it. Not it. So, but 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 I mean, the point is though, we we kind of do need somebody to play first yeah. base. That well, it, that, yeah. If Jock, if something happens to Wade Junior. Uh, as a left-handed first baseman, left-handed hitter, he's the only option. All our other infielders are right-handed hitters. That's right. That's right. So, yes, yes. Um, J.D. Davis could probably f play first base. We know Wilmer can. Um, we know that... VR could, yeah. VR could, right? But they're all right-handers. And and the other problem, though, with 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 left-handed first baseman is, is that we might actually need Wade. Wade might not get hurt. We might need him in the outfield, Right. If if one of our left-handed outfielders gets hurt, and then he's got to move into that spot, and then that means we put Jock at first, because Lord knows we do not want Jock out in the outfield ever again, unless we're the nation of Israel, right? <laughs> like we don't want that. We don't want that. And yes. uh, you know, and so it, it's. I mean, this does make sense, but it also tells you like. 
this organization, right? Like, they wanted to get younger, and they didn't. I mean, Blake Sable, <laughs> notwithstanding. <laughs> they wanted to uh, They wanted to get more athletic. I mean, I guess Conforto and Hanniger are more athletic than Jock. I guess. Yes. Yes, they are. But, like, is... But then we lost Longoria and we replaced him with... David VR. David VR. Well, David was on the team last year. Like, they were on the team together. Yeah, well, yeah. But, I mean, he's the incumbent. Farhan Zaidi came out and said it at the beginning that that it's his job to lose. Right. And and just going back to our previous point about, about catcher, David VR, it's his job to lose. Joey Bart, you got to compete. <laughs> two different, two different uh, messages there. Two very <laughs> different messages, which I think tells you David VR is going to be on the starting day roster and Joey Bart is not. Um, and uh, unless Joey Bart can hit left hand and play first base. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, you know, because uh, and and even then he's got to compete against Jock Peterson. And while he might be better defensively than Jock at first base, he's certainly not a better hitter. And so, yeah. So, so um, I mean, like, I guess it makes sense. But I think what all this does, Matthew, is just demonstrate to me that that this organization, that this regime really just doesn't care about defense, just doesn't care. And what's what's really troubling to me about that is that last year demonstrated that it matters. Defense matters. And in fact, it's going to matter more this year with the shift being illegalized. Right. Maybe you're right. going to start shifting your outfielders and just leave left field completely open. So you're going to have Conforto over there in deep buck short, whatever they call it. So you have no left fielder. Do you see him doing that? I think teams are going to do that. Is that crazy? I think I think I think I would not be surprised if you see the Giants do that. Yeah. 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 So no left fielder. You're just going to move the left fielder over to to short right. Giants are the smartest team. Remember that? Right. Remember, they are uh, the smartest team. Yeah. Yeah. They've got the smartest, you know, GM or president mm-hmm. of operation baseball operations. And that's right. So everything that they do is done because they've thought really long and hard about it. Right. And that, folks, is what gets you 81 wins in Major League Baseball. <laughs> It also might get you 107 wins. We're still not sure. This year's going to be the the prove it year. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, I not, that's a good point because I, you, know, you talk about the defense being so bad last year. The weird part is it was pretty much the same team that did really well on defense in 2021. And so yeah. uh, I I got to believe the Giants are are counting on some kind of regression to the mean, you know, that uh, that maybe they're not great. Maybe they're not the worst team in baseball. They're somewhere in the middle. And if they can have above-average pitching and above-average offense, which they do, believe it or not, uh, then average defense will be enough for them to put a winning team on the field. I mean, I think they have, like, I've complained about this team quite a bit, right? Yeah, you have. I've complained about this. Like, a large part of that, though, is is I've been complaining about the offseason, Right. Like the offseason was miserable and they lied to us. And I, you know, I mean, lie might be a strong word. Right. They tried. I get it. They tried. But they didn't deliver. And look, this sport, this industry, it's a results driven industry. It's not about what you tried to do. It's about what you did do. Okay, And that's how I'm going to base my my reaction as a fan. Like, I don't care that you tried. A lot of incompetent, caring people could get to your level and try. Right. And they would suck. And I I would want them removed. Right. And the fact of the matter is the reason I'm so hard on this team and so hard on this regime is because they said all they were going to do all of these things, not just this year, but over the five years that they've been in charge, five seasons, that they were going to clear the payroll. They were going to improve the minor leagues and they were going to build a competitive team. And. And all they have, I mean, no, they didn't say they were going to build a competitive team. They said they were going to build a winning team. And I, I think that's the, the problem is, is that all they've demonstrated that they can do is, is, is you know, um, dig through the bargain bin and pull out enough guys to scrap together 81 wins. 
And yeah, when you catch lightning in a bottle and a bunch of guys have career years and play above their heads or play, you know, the best, you know, well, again, career years, then yeah, they can go ahead and win 107 games, right? Yeah, you are smart enough to put together some really good guys. And if you couple that with a bunch of guys having career years, guys who you didn't sign, who weren't part of your regime and have career years that nobody could have expected, then yeah, you're going to win 107 games. Great. I mean, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think that 107 games is. I mean, that's the outlier. You know, we're not winning sure. 107 games. We've done that once in our 125 year history or whatever it is. So, so, you know. But so the other day on Twitter, um, Twitter account named Bleacher Nation was saying they they put and I quote: "Can someone explain to me why the Giants keep projecting for eight to ten wins more than the Cubs?" I look at that Giants <laughs> roster and I have a really really hard time figuring it out. And so there are people out there that don't really understand. I mean, the Giants are adding major league depth at all of their positions. You know, uh, so our our worst performing guy on the bench is like Wilmer Flores, right? And so, I mean, not counting catcher. Catcher, mm-hmm. you know, let's exclude that. But every other position, the Giants have guys on the team that are projected to have a weighted runs created plus of 100 plus, of better than average. Uh, and so that's that's valuable. I mean, you've got guys that when one guy steps in, you don't have a drop-off to like the AAA or replacement level uh, level. And, so, and, and then with the starting pitching depth, that the Giants have, which is more than most teams. Uh, I think the Giants are counting on the fact and the projection systems, which we'll talk about in a future episode, but the projection systems are 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 giving credit to the fact that the Giants have a lot of hitters that are above average and they have a lot of pitchers that are above average. And so uh, it's not glamorous. We don't have the Aaron Judge or the Carlos Correa in the middle of the lineup. But we have the lowest common denominator is Wilmer Flores off the bench. And and that's that's pretty darn good. And so so yeah, I feel like the Giants could win, you know, high eighties to low nineties next year, and it wouldn't shock me. Uh, mainly because well, for a couple of reasons. One's they're playing the Padres and the Dodgers less this year. Uh, that's true. and and which is not nothing. But they're also playing the Rockies less. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but I also, but I don't know. I, I just feel like there's a lot of opportunities for the Giants to to put up some wins next year, and I think that the projection systems are are recognizing that. And so depth depth matters, and it's not sexy. Uh, and and I think the Giants are. Well, I mean, what's clear though is the Giants are clearly betting on the defense being average, yeah. being good enough. And and who if if, if it's not. Then, then we can, by all means, you know, shout from the he- from the heavens that this is BS because yeah. they, you know, they 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 learned that lesson last year and and are basically betting on the fact that that was an anomaly and not not the norm. Right. Well, and I so, mean, Jock Peterson at first base, maybe maybe he can pick it. We don't know. We'll see. Right. And I I I. <laughs> I mean, that's the way. That's the direction that we're going. I mean, Jock picking it at first base, right? Like. He's the backup to to Lamont Wade Jr., right? And and I think that's the important thing to remember here. The, the Giants aren't counting on Jock playing very many games at first, right? They're counting on it when, you know, I don't know, the game steers them in that direction and Wade needs to be somewhere else. Or they're counting on it in a pinch when Wade gets hurt or or so, you know, Conforto or or somebody else might get hurt and not have to play a game. My my concern again against all of this is like the injuries to key people. What happens if Hanniger gets hurt? What happens if Conforto gets hurt? They both have you know huge records of getting hurt. Um, I think everything kind of falls apart if one of those guys goes, and uh, and I do think defense is going to matter. And I don't think I think I don't think last year was the outlier. I think last year was was a normal defensive year for for the level of players that they had. I do think they're a little bit better, um, but defense does still worry me. Um, but you know, I, I I think I think at the end of the day, it's um, it's really going to come down to 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 defense and injuries, you know. Um, but, but and that I think that's the case every year, right? I mean, it's 
Well, yeah, especially injuries, who inju- those injuries happen to. Yeah, right? injuries, yeah, every year, blah, blah, blah. Get it, I get it. But I, I think defense plays a much bigger role in that because the Giants have depth in a lot of places. What they don't have is defensive depth. Correct. Agreed. Because they yeah, don't especially, even have defense. Especially up the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I think this this kind of demonstrates it, right? This sort of thing, because I think this is a perfect example. You know, but I mean, there's other things that impact the quality of the team, and uh, you know, yeah, like 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 culture, like culture, yeah, yeah, like uh, you know, yeah. Our man Logan Webb coming out this week and saying that uh, that. That he wants to change the culture of the 2023 Giants, and 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 I think that he even came out in September of last year talking about there there wasn't the same amount of like um, I don't remember the exact words, but basically the culture wasn't there to to kind of that that expected to win like they did in 2021, and uh, and I and it's interesting. I mean, he just it's just two short years ago he was not even on the you know he wasn't even projected to make the opening day roster and you know an injury kind of got him in and then he becomes this 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 you know amazing uh part of the giants rotation and now he's talking like the leader of the giants and he's talking about changing culture uh as and is I love it. I love that the guy is basically saying to everyone on the team that we're here to win and that they you know, we have high expectations and that everyone is going to play a part in that. And you know, that's something that uh you know that that I think is important because those, you know, Brandon Belt leaving, all we have now from the old days is is Brandon Crawford. And now we need the new the new leadership to kind of emerge and to take over the, you know, that that leadership part in the clubhouse and on the field. And Logan Webb seems like he's the guy that's that's willing to do that. Yeah. Specifically, specifically, he's talking about like good vibes only, you know. Yes. He wants a lot of Matthews in the clubhouse and he wants that's no right. Benz. No more Benz. No Benz at all. Yeah. So yeah. like they're going to listen to Giants. I could relate. I could relate, you know. Yeah. I mean it's it's tough being in a room with old Benz. It really is. <laughs> That's right. So so listen to Giant Cocktails but I get bleed I get bleeped out the whole time. Right? <laughs> so it's just it's just Giant Cocktails is just Matthew talking to some anonymous void. Uh yeah, right? I mean and and I get it. Like they certainly don't want. I mean like if you think about it, right? Like the kind of like the position that I take is is I am very cynical and I'm very skeptical. I don't think I'm cynical so much as I am skeptical. I am skeptical about this team. And 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 um, I think this team is better than it was last year. And I think this team is a winning team. Um, I definitely think it's a boring team. Like, it's not exciting. Like, I, it doesn't yeah. make me want to go buy somebody's jerseys or, or buy a bunch of tickets. Two but, different things, Ben. Okay. Yeah. Do you want yeah. a winning team and an exciting team? I want both. You are know, two different things. I want both. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want the Padres or the Mets or the Yankees. They win and they're exciting. How about that? If we're supposed <laughs> to be one of the top organizations in Major League Baseball, shouldn't we be able to have both? I want both. Yes. I want All both. Right. I'm not a Rockies fan. I'm not a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. I'm a San Francisco Giants fan. I'm a top five organization. I demand both. I demand fun and winning. Right? All right. Like, Fair. that's what I demand. Like, you know, if, uh, you know, well, I'm not going to go root for another team. I've rooted for the Giants my whole life. But you know what? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm tired of having, you know what? I've reached a point in my life, Matthew, where I appreciate the finer things in life. And what I demand is a high quality baseball team that is good at defense, that is good at pitching, that is good at hitting. Um, and um, and, that and it looks knows, good doing it. Yeah. And that knows when I look away to eat my cheese and drink my wine, that's the same as booing if I was an a-hole in New York. <laughs> right? Well, you know, and uh, totally aside, a different opinion, but or a different point, rather. Uh, this might prove the, the fact that the Giants are going after homegrown talent, right? Guys that grew up in the Bay Area. You know, Carlos Rodon didn't grow up in the Bay Area. Whatever, Carlos Rodon. But you got Mitch Hanniger and Jock Peterson. And, uh, you know, you got these guys that grew up in the Bay Area who are now uh, part of that Giants, you know, the, they're that vibe. Good vibes only. Sure. Yeah, good vibes only, right? Northern California, baby. Right? Like, uh... We're all we're all polite each other. No California knives in the back. <laughs> um, 
Well, it's hard to get a knife into the Oracle. I mean, you know, they have you know, they make you wear the plastic, <laughs> clear plastic bags and, you make know, the metal detectors. You make and, wear the clear Well, plastic. yeah, not wear, but you got to, if you're going to bring something in, it's got to be in a clear plastic a bag. bag? And, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, they've got all these rules now about what you bring into the to the stadium oh, yeah, and how you do it. I know what you're talking about. I just was, it was clear plastic. Bag. <laughs> I was like, you've been to the games. Yeah, I know. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. Um, I, I was going to say something before you distracted me with the colostomy bag thing. Um, <laughs> I didn't say colostomy bag. You're the one that said it. <laughs> oh, a typical Ben rum drink, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the punch. Um, I don't know what you were you were talking about. Uh, you were talking about Logan and his. No, I was talking about Logan and his good vibes. Um, man, I was gonna have. I made a point, but you know what? I didn't write it down. It's like this. It's what happened is I, it just appeared in my head. Yeah. Um, See, we've got all these. Uh... Uh, all these these notes that we've written in our show notes, and then when we try to stray from them, it uh, things go awfully awry, especially after you've had you know four ounces of high proof rum. <laughs> it was normal proof. This was all. This was all. This was all. 40 okay. Proof. It's all eighty I know, I'm proof. Trying to, I'm trying to like, give you a little proof. excuse there, it, but it, uh, right. it was four ounces though. So what you're saying is you can't hack your liquor. Yeah. <laughs> Typical Ben rum drink is too much for Ben. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, no, I mean, I honestly, though, I mean, like we were talking about good vibes and, and all of that um, in Logan Webb. I think what's interesting about this, though, is because you were talking you were waxing uh, you were waxing eloquent about about Logan Webb. And I wanted to ask you, Matthew, is there a player on the Giants that's better than Logan Webb? No. Yeah. Major League Baseball says he's the 97th best player in Major League Baseball. <laughs> That's right. That's right. When that came out, we saw him. That you know, they they announced 100 through like 80 or whatever, yeah. and we saw Logan Webb at 97, and it was like, and that's it. For that's the Giants. it. That's it for the Giants. That's, that's the one. There you go. It's like that's it. That's your top 100 player. Uh, but the funny thing is, is I bet you at the end of the year, the Giants offensively will have four. Or five players in the top 100. Offensively speaking, I, I think you're probably right. Of course, they would have to be in the top 50 on average okay. to be yeah. top 100 because pitchers count. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, no, I think you're right. I, I, I do think you're right. I, I, I think because you know nobody appreciates the Giants until after the season. Then right. they're like, oh wow, that guy had a pretty good right. year. Well, and I think Logan Webb is right. Like I, I do think we a lot of people have beaten up on this team. I've called them boring. Right. Like you just did like five minutes. Yeah, ago. Yeah, I just did. And I, I, I do still think they're boring. Right. Like um, my apologies to Mitch Hanniger. Like you I, said, Elon Musk's company should sponsor the Giants I called did, boring. I, That's... I did say that. I did say that. not Twitter, <laughs> not not Tesla. You know, he's an investor in open AI. Not even that. I want boring. I want boring company <laughs> to sponsor the Giants. Um, no, but my, my point is, like, look, I like as a fan, I, I totally feel that way. Like and I have no problem saying it. Right. And I understand that these are real people. These are real human beings that they're San Francisco Giants and all of that. But you know what? I'm a lifelong fan. And this is what it means to be a fan. This is why this is an industry that makes so much money, because people like us care as much as we do. And we have these opinions. Right. And so, like, if you're going to be part of this industry, then you really have to be prepared to handle that. And if you can't handle it, go do something else. Right. But at the same time, like if I were them, if I were in their shoes. I'd be pretty ticked off by by you know the fact that people are like think that less of us because we don't have Aaron Judge that think less of us because we don't have Carlos Correa, right? Because darn it, I think this team is really good. I believe in my teammates and my friends, right? Yeah, and yeah. I want to prove all of those people wrong. And so I think to a certain extent, it's good for them to have a chip on their shoulder. And I do think that that's the right attitude. Good vibes only. Like, right. Like, it doesn't matter if anybody on the outside believes in us or doesn't believe in us. We right. believe in us. And we believe that this team is good. We know that this team is good. And I think that's exactly the kind of thing that that somebody needs to be taking the lead. And, and when it's your best player on the team and Logan Webb is the best player, he's the man. Right. I think it mm -hmm. makes a huge difference when that's the guy stepping forward and saying, like, good vibes. Right. And it's not even like like to a certain extent, they do have a chip on their shoulder. But I think that good vibes mentality is even something different. It's more positive than that. It's not aggressive and punch you in the face. It's like, you know what? We're going to go out there and we're going to play good baseball because that's what we believe, because that's who we are. Right. And Logan and, uh, you know, I mean, we all know the second best player is Camilo. 
He might be yeah. the best. We don't know. <laughs> yes, you know, closers, just, closers you know, can only have so much impact. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but, but, you know, um, so yeah, I, I think it's great. I think it's great that he's taking that role. I think it's great that he's pushing that attitude. Uh, because I absolutely think that that's what this team needs. They need to shut the bends of the world out and 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 prove to people like me that we're all a bunch of idiots. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm thinking? Yeah. I'm thinking thinking about the movie Major League. Mm-hmm. And and I'm thinking that Kapler should put up a no, uh, oh God, no. a, a, a cutout of, of Charles of- Johnson. <laughs> And, you know, with every win, they just remove a piece of three-piece suit, you know, and uh, by by the, you know, the 91st win that gets them into the playoffs or whatever, we'll have, you know, Charles Johnson in a jockstrap. And, uh, wow, that and, movie really and, did have some some really questionable problems, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, but, that was pretty it questionable, was, wasn't it? It, it was uh, it was a different time. Yeah, the late eighties were were a time for some really questionable movies for sure. Oh, indeed, indeed. <laughs> Came out the year I graduated from high school. So what are you going to do? All right. Well, we're getting to the end of things here. We are. And uh, we haven't gotten to the trivia question yet. No. And I wanted to give us a little chance to talk about that because oh. I feel like when I came up with this answer, I felt like you had some feelings about the particular player that started in. In, in left well, field. I know who the answer is now because because you you put it in the show notes and I move I've now scrolled to the bottom and I see who it is. Well, I saw who it was then. Everybody yeah, knows. yeah. Well, let's 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 remind everybody what the question was. Okay. The question was: Barry Bonds started in left field every opening day of his Giants career, except in 2005 when a knee injury sidelined him for almost the entire year. Mm-hmm. What player started in left field in 2005 opening day? Okay, so first before we get into that answer. Can I just tell you a story? It'll be quick. It'll be quick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I've been going through my this closet because we're having it renovated so that we can use it for different things. This is a big square and like we want to turn it into like something to hold a bunch of like arts and crafts kind of stuff. Okay. I was cleaning out all the stuff in it and one of the things I found inside of it was a box of these old VHS videotapes, right? And it turns <laughs> out I still have a VHS slash CD player attached to a, a television. We stopped watching VHS on, a, you know, I don't know, a decade ago, um, but we still watched DVDs on it, you know, I don't know, eight years ago. Anyway, point is, I found this old VHS and I just slid it into the thing and I rewound it all the way to the beginning and I started it. And I don't know why, but it was a baseball game from the year 2005. It was the second game of the season. It was Jason Schmidt making his second start of the season against the Colorado Rockies. And uh, and it was like the first hour of the game. It got into the fourth inning before I like had taped over it with something else. And <laughs> um, and uh, and you know what, dude? That's I, awesome. I sat on the couch and I watched it while one of my cats snuggled up next to me, and I fell asleep watching a baseball game from two thousand and five. It's one of the most magical things that's happened to me in the last year, without a that's doubt. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So there you yes. go. Old time baseball. It, and it was Crook and Kipe, of course, calling the game. Of course. Yes. And uh, hey, Kipe's going to be traveling more this year. He's going to call 22 more games or something. That's awesome, too. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. So anyway, so this man did not play in this game, though. He was uh, he was sitting on the bench. Okay. Yeah, and they actually lost that game. They lost the game, the opening day game, you mean? The game, no, the game that you saw on, on VH1. Yeah. The VH, I thought it was, I thought they won at like 11 to 4. Uh, the second game of 2005? No, no, Jason Schmidt's second start. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Oh, you're right. Yes. 11 to four. There it yeah, was against yeah. the Colorado they were Rockies. Two yeah. to nothing or something by the time I switched it off. But by, by the time it or four to nothing by the time it switched off. Anyway, uh, this guy was actually right, one so of my favorite So the answer to players. our question though, yeah, is Pedro Feliz. Happy Peter. Or happy Pete. Yeah. 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 Pedro Feliz, who was a third baseman, mm-hmm. mostly. So it's almost like Kapler and Zaidi were like, you know, putting Pedro Feliz out in left field. Like it was, uh, like, the, like that was, <laughs> was going to be, like it was the 2022 uh, uh, Giants there. Yeah. So Pedro Feliz was the opening day left fielder in 2005 in place of Barry Bonds. I was a big Pedro Feliz fan. Um, he had a really um, mediocre season in 2003. Um, yes, he did. That felt like it was best. Se- it was his best season. It was his career year. He was not as good as I always wanted him to be. 
for sure. You know, but... it's funny because you look at his numbers and he had for like four consecutive years, he had 20 or more home runs. He yeah. was hovering 20 to 22 home runs for four consecutive years. But only one of those years did he even have an OPS plus of 100. Yeah. Uh, you know, so his on base percentage not... was horrible because he never won. Oh, horrible. Horrible. Yeah. It was a different time, man. It was a different time. It was. Except it was. unless you were Barry Bonds or the Oakland yeah. A's. Yeah. Yeah, it was a different time. That was definitely the period of time where the Giants were were not following the trends, and it was showing. <laughs> um, yeah, but then 2010 uh, happened. But Pedro Feliz, man, he was he was the opening opening day left fielder. So there's the answer to that trivia question. Wow, wow, happy Peter. Yeah, I really so like Giants we... third baseman. That's weird. Chris Brown before. You know, before yeah, before that's yes, true. And then uh, yeah, and then there was Kevin Mitchell. Oh, Kevin remember? Mitchell. Well, he also played played left field. He played some outfield yeah. too. He's some left field as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, including that that barehanded catch out in uh, Candlestick, where well, you know, he misjudged that. the ball. <laughs> Everybody's seen that. Everybody's. Seen that. Uh, oh, good times. Good times. Anyway. Well, we're getting to the end here, uh, Ben. Uh, Giants fans, if you want to find our recipes for cocktails or engage with us, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Mastodon at Giant Cocktails. Uh, you know, come on, give us a shout out. Talk to us. Get get yeah. involved. It's uh, it's a lot of fun interacting with uh, some of our longtime listeners. I love it when uh, people add us and DM us, and you know, we get to chat. So definitely feel free to do that. Uh, and uh, you know. Love to hear how you think the Giants are going to do, or what you think of our cocktails. Yeah, uh, what do you think and, about uh, the format? The you know the cocktail show and the baseball show. Now that you know how it's going to be, now that you've heard one of yeah. both, you've heard one of both, right? Yeah, right. right? You've heard one of both, right? Right. Because you listen to the cocktail show and then you listen to this show, and now you know and you can compare. Let us know what you think. Yeah, are you down with the new format yeah. of the uh, cocktails centric and then baseball centric? What, what, you know, or do you like the old one where we just wax poetic about cocktails yeah. for half the show? Right. Well, and and listen, listen next week because Matthew's doing a, a really cool uh, gin drink. <laughs> I am. I was thinking of going bourbon. No, but I'm pretty sure you're going to do a gin. Oh, drink. that's right. We did talk about this. That's right. Gin this week, bourbon the next week. Because yeah. the reason I'm thinking bourbon and some gin and bourbon is because Ben's been doing so much rum. I feel like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta represent the other spirits. Yeah, you I'm know? not. And I, so I think I just I'm not. You know, we got like six weeks before I get out of the, the rum world. <laughs> yeah, I got you covered, though, fans. Yeah. If you're not into the rum, tiki man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll be your guy. Yeah, I'm well, gonna represent. I'm going with a tiki classic called the hurricane <laughs> of course you yeah, are <laughs> so listen to that hey you love it you love it <laughs> well I, I do like me a good curve i hurricane, meant the listeners so. not you but you love oh, it too oh, okay. you love it All too right. that's right rock me like a hurricane ben rock me like a hurricane <laughs> indeed all right well on that note i think we should call it a night so it was good chatting with you cheers my friend cheers matthew bye everybody bye Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up.
Follow us on Twitter and Instagram.